ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground, powered by Mariner Wealth Advisors, helping you navigate your financial future. Hey, welcome to Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Your boys, Sully and Wardo, reunited. Reunited. Reunited after a week of bedlam in two different parts of the globe. You went west, I went east. I went west to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. You went east to where? Good old Miami. Miami? What was going on in Miami? Were you going to a J-Lo or Mark Anthony concert? Um, yeah, all of the above. Why are you being so humble about this? <laughs> I did not go to the J-Lo concert, but I did go to the Super Bowl. You went to the Super Bowl? Yeah. And so I understand you faced some challenges uh, when you went to the Super Bowl. Would you tell the listener um, uh, about your experience, please? Well, uh, when I got the ticket that I was given to by my more than generous CEO, <laughs> uh, Mr. Marty Bicknell, I decided to put it in a Super Bowl envelope or an envelope that I inscribed Super Bowl on it. <laughs> Mistake one. So it was a rather <laughs> large ticket and it was in a fairly large envelope. I forget what standard envelope sizes are, but um, so I went ahead and did that. So we go ahead and fly down there, check into the hotel. Well, the rooms aren't ready. So I'm freaking out. I've got it in my little my little uh, backpack deal. And I'm saying, okay, well, if the rooms aren't ready and we're going to check this behind the desk, who's going to be going through my bags? So I go ahead and stuff it in the bottom of my suitcase, which no one went through my suitcase. Um, fast forward a couple of days for the Super Bowl. And I've got it in my pocket. My good pal Rusty says about 18 times, you got your ticket? You got your ticket? So I had my ticket, and I put it in my pocket as oh. I'm walking into the game. So it's a nice little four- to six-block jaunt. And I didn't feel it at the time, but somebody went ahead and helped themselves to my ticket, little picket, little pickpocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. so I don't feel it. And so then I go ahead and uh, go to the gate. I'm at the gate, and I reach for my ticket that I don't have in about – Heart sinks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so from there, I panic for about three minutes and then realize, all right, I can't panic. I got to figure out a solution here. Um, and I probably should f figure it out fast before that person that stole it gets into the game. How much time did you have before game? We're looking at about 90 minutes. Okay. So we have some time at least. But so I go over, I, I was told that there was a tra trailer between C and D or whatever. So I go over there and there's a line of people that are in my similar position. Oh my gosh. That have, that have had their ticket compromised. So from there, I sit there for a little while. Everybody, I, I hear a British guy behind me. He's got, he bought a counterfeit ticket or got his deal swiped. So anyhow, I go into the trailer, file a police report, I guess. <coughs> and basically, and basically, uh, after sitting there for about 40 minutes, they come back to me and issue a reprint and let me into the game. I can't believe you got them to do that. Because there were countless people and stories of counterfeit tickets. Yeah. Right? So the NFL next year is going to go to um, a ticket or a paperless uh, ticket solution. Well, you know what? Um, my experience at the Phoenix Open was a little different. You know why? Because you and I have our PGA media credentials. Yeah, you don't think they gave you, by the way, um, special treatment because you're part of the Golf Underground ESPN Radio? I mean, maybe did you throw that out there at any point? Maybe that kind of put you ahead of the line. 
Yeah, I asked a couple officers if they had heard of Golf Underground, and they said, oh, yeah, we love great show. Love you, love your show. <laughs> so that actually probably helped get me into the yeah, game. I'm sure it did. All right, so was it as wild um, as it sounded, right? Because most of the times you listen to the, to the Super Bowl on the television, you can't tell if there are any real fans there. But we're here in Tomahawk Chop. We're here in Home of the Chiefs. I mean, it, it, it felt like we were watching a... Um, well, uh, you know, our fans travel amazingly. It sounds like it, it, they were maybe in, in Oakland. Yeah. It was wild. Uh, it was um, amazing. I mean, clearly there's some corporate guys, and you see your celebs, you see all the athletes, the whole deal. But there was so much red there and so many great Chiefs fans. And um, so it was, it was top notch. I, th- I would say we had 65 to 70% Chiefs fans in the building. And this thing held about 62 to 65. So it wasn't huge. Right. Um, really cool stadium remodeled and um, great place to watch a game. And, you know, it was just, it was really just a great atmosphere. And even when we were down, you could just feel there was still a little bit of a vibe. You just kind of knew we might come back. Yeah. Because clearly we'd been in that position many times. Was it a freak show, though, when we finally won? It was or a were freak people show. Still in shock? Um, it was just a, Everybody from the, the emotions to the it's been 50 years to the season to how many times we were had our backs against the wall to Mahomes and all the amazing storylines and this the, the the players that we have and all you just there's so much talent on this team and so um, you know you're just so joyful is really all you can really put it down to is just joy and just fun to watch your team that you never thought may do it do it well it must have been joyful really joyful for you as by the way you have a white claw in front of you right now so you're (laughs) kind of recovering a little bit and i appreciate that out of you um but when i called you on wednesday saying we're to let's come down and um you know maybe celebrate at the parade let's let's because i missed you uh, over super bowl you were working so obviously you were damaged goods so is it in fact um are you coming back only now um, the end of the week? Yeah, you know, I'm back. But there was a couple of days there that, that that ticket deal put a little stress in my life. And then uh, there was this, you know, it was a long weekend. Let's put it that way. Late nights, you know, I'm an old man now, 9 o'clock, go to bed guy. Yeah. And so um, there was there was some late nights, and but it was well, well worth it. And so the, the cast of characters that you, that we saw and the, you know, the celebs and the MC Hammers to the Car- Cardi you, Vs, or I don't see, even know how to say Did you say see MC Hammer? I did see. Did he have the pants on? Uh, He did. No, he had some gold chains. Did he have the pants on the old parachutes? I saw. Yeah, he did. I saw Chris Berman. That was pretty cool. Nice, old, Um, old and heavy. He's from my hometown. He's a big boy. Oh, he's a big. We had had Tony Dungy siding. You name it. Um, Post Malone siding. Yeah. Yeah, who was in Kansas City last week for yep. the, um, the on parade night? You know how many people were getting just destroyed at that parade, including our own Patrick Mahomes and team, only to then go over to the Post Malone concert. I mean, Kansas City was on fire last week. Kansas City was on fire. I mean, well, you get a Super Bowl win, you got Post Malone, you got you got Patty Mahomes chugging beers off of <laughs> off of buses and tractors and yeah people falling out of trees did i don't know did you see the I video did, i did see that <laughs> did you see the video and guys driving through barricades and you uh, know. it was well did you see the one where um, uh, mahomes threw a um, like a, a toy football it bounces off the top of a truck and a guy runs for it and smashes into a parking meter and just gets dropped <laughs> i did big hear fat, that big fat guy <laughs> it was, well it's listen again i missed you at the phoenix open it, it was awesome of course i followed gary quite a bit in fact he walked by 
coming off the green. And I said, hey, Jerry. I tried to have him, uh, convince him it was you. Did you? Yeah. What did he say? He just gave me a wink. You know, I didn't get any eye patch. I got no sully. I think I shocked what? him for like I got nothing. What hole was it on? I got no acknowledgement. He was coming off of nine going to the 10 tee box. Yeah. And George was following him, by the way. Was he? Did yeah. you talk to George? I didn't because um, I didn't see George, but um, a few buddies said, hey, George has been following him all day. And I kind of scrambled around, around looking for him, but I couldn't track him down. Yeah. But there was a nice video after the Chiefs won the, uh, the, the, the um, Super Bowl of those guys by the fire pit. Did you see that one? I didn't see that. So it's uh, it's George and um, and Woodland doing the... Um, oh, the I did hear. Did they send it to Mahomes and Kelsey? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I flew home and came to the... Flew home Monday. Um, first flight out about 5.30 in the morning. No, 6. And uh, came, came, did a little work, and then headed up to Lawrence for the KU game. Turtle and I went up to the KU game and sat with uh, Jerry... Did you? And what day um, was this? Mr. Mike Illick, Monday. Oh my gosh! So just a true epic heater. I, oh, he had to feel horrible <laughs> being with George Sunday night only <laughs> really? to go to Lawrence. You're, you're worried about him? Well, I know. Yeah, I mean, you're, that's you. He, have, didn't, he, he didn't look too bad, actually. He was he was in pretty good that's shape because he was in the public eye. You see, he has to. You you don't give a damn. You know, yeah. you put a little sports jacket on and some skinny jeans, and you, you're fine. You can get away. People with magazine. It. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, so but it was way more mellow with all the KC boys back in uh, in Miami, and it was just me and a, a couple fellas. And I, you know, so I went and saw my son Jake Sullivan. We sat at sixteen, so we did have a chance to sit at sixteen and watch everyone come through. It was did a you get ride. there at four a.m. No, no, no. We we just kind of got in a little bit later. But you know, our, our boy Harry Higgs, our local boy, who's dominating these days. By the way, he's doing great. So he he was he was making it fun. They don't do the caddy races up sixteen anymore. It's a little mellower. But um, but it was it's it's always a blast. So Phoenix Open, wonderful, and of course um, Webb Simpson goes on to win it. I was uh, I did witness a hole in one by Webb Simpson. I was standing on the green, and he puts a seven iron right into right in the hole. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. I love it. I you love know, it. You know, I I truly did miss it. You know, Miami was great. I'm glad I I had the opportunity to go, and it was great to see a lot of Kansas City folk down there that made the journey, and. Uh, there's a really good chance I'm going to be back in Scottsdale next February. Would you? Late January, February. You mean, I mean, let me pal around with you and yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we just we just go you and I. We do. A, we're going to do a work trip out of this deal. Well, we're going to bring the roadie caster. All right, we got the roadie caster. I didn't get one interview. You know, I was very focused on on, on why I was there. <laughs> I and like that. Was that. Sixteen I've, ounce Coors lights for sixteen dollars. And by the way, all you do is look on the ground and go sixteen dollars, sixteen dollars, sixteen dollars, <laughs> and you realize there are multi millions of dollars. In Coors Light products on the ground, unbelievable. Hop said they. Uh, so the 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 uh, ESPN media badge really did you well, huh? So um, I printed out a white piece of paper, which, by the way, listeners, um, tune in here. There's there's a way around this. I'm convinced you can get into any damn sporting event you want to get into. <laughs> well, I proved it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, he proved it. All you got to do here, listen, listen closely here. Turn up the um, volume in your car right now. All right, it goes a little something like this. Act like you belong. Print something out. Go online and uh, purchase uh, from China, Alibaba, all sorts of colored wristbands. Those will come in handy as well. <laughs> Walk up to some old lady who's confused because people are walking in front of her and behind her and say, ma'am, where's the media tent? She's totally confused, has no clue herself. You say, you know, I think I have an idea. You walk right past her. Bam! You are in the event. Now you have to figure out an easier way to get through the back. You don't want to be in the traffic with everyone else. So you look for the big CBS truck. 
start walking that way. They don't know who the hell you are. You don't know who they are. But you know what? That day, you are famous and you belong. <laughs> so today's Golf Underground tip is don't be a wimp. Go where you're not supposed to go. Where would this world be if Rosa Parks decided not to sit where she shouldn't have been? <laughs> that's, s- your, that's your tip for the week. Wow, I am so inspired. Huh? I am so inspired by that right there. Yeah, you just got to act like you belong, Wardo. I mean, listen, you've made a living out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, because you know what? It's, it's all about living life. Now, we're not only going to talk about lef- uh, life on this program. We also talk about death. What? Death. I don't want to talk about death. It, it, well, we, Bordo, because, you know, you and I, we, we have a lot of fun experiences, but at some point, the lights are going to go off, brother. Right? <laughs> well, they about went off in Miami. <laughs> hang, hang on, let me sip this white cloth <laughs> while we're talking about this. Yeah, death. Now, listen, I had the opportunity. You know, I had that radio program for nine years, the entrepreneurial moment. I had a regular guest who would come out about every six months. Speaking of Mark Anthony, we talked about J-Lo, who used to be married to Mark Anthony. Well, I have a different Mark Anthony from Florida. And check this out, Wardo. This guy's name is a cool name, but his uh, moniker is the Psychic Lawyer. He talks to dead people. I like it. Do you really like it? Yeah, I want to hear what he's got. Well, listen, so you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a short commercial break, and we come back. We're going to go from life into death. And um, he's going to tell us a little bit about how he has the ability to speak to people on the other side. Hey, you've never heard segments like you were about to hear. You better turn that audio up. We're taking you to the other side, other dimensions. It's only on the Golf Underground. ESPN Radio. You're better than the best. Welcome back. Golf Underground ESPN Radio, you know, Wardo, and you know, I know we're chilling out with a little Uncle Cracker, you know, yeah. Uncle Cracker, you know, but we, we probably should have come out of the gates with um, Beastie Boys, you've got to fight for your right to party. We'll get that program for the next segment, would you? Well, yes, yes, yes. Where's Nathan? Where do you need him? Right, right, you know, I mean, it, that was the theme song of the AFC Championship game that, um, were you at the AFC Championship game? Uh, yes. Yeah. Remember? I mean, that's when it, the song became famous. I was, I remember, but I was a little cold that day. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't in the Mariner suite? Nah. I wanted to sit out with the people. Gosh, it's, you've, very rarely you've been a commoner this year. I enjoyed it. Nice to welcome back to the, the bourgeoisie is what we call them. All right, now listen, we, we kind of teased up the audience a little bit, right? Because um, we were talking a lot about the, the life we've been living, Phoenix Open, Super Bowl, AFC Championship, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes at the parade. There's been Honey s- Badger. Honey Badger. There's been Chris so- Jones. Chris Jones. You name it. So much life in Kansas City. But, you know, the way you and I are, uh, live, we're, we're like a meteor. At some point, we're going to burn out, right? We're, but we're not going to go out like a piece of dry wood rotting, are we? No, no. <laughs> we're going to, like a flame, we're going to flame out. But when we do flame out, we got a friend on our side. And let me introduce you to my friend. His name is Mark Anthony. He is known as the psychic lawyer, also known as the psychic explorer. He is a fourth generation psychic medium who communicates with spirits. 
And I'm not talking about the ones in front of you right now, the spirits you're drinking. And um, he's a, but here's the cool thing about Mark. He's a, a, a licensed um, to practice law in Florida. He graduated from Mercer Law School with honors. So he's got this, you know, there, there's always this perception of uh, psychics and people who speak to the other side. They, they certainly can't think logically. They can't. An attorney psychic? That's a freak show. That's not possible. But, you know, I met Mark. This was probably, heck, I don't know, five years ago. And, and you know, he wrote a book called Never Letting Go. And recently wrote a book called Evidence of Eternity. But what blew me away about Mark, you know, when I had him on the show, you know, I had not, eh, several years before I'd lost my mom, right? So it was really cool for me to try to get Mark to connect to Judy Sullivan. Now, I told you the story before we went on the air when mom was dying that I held her hand and we talked about this because we used to watch this show called John Edwards. And we'd see this John Edwards guy communicating with people from the other side. And we said, Mom, we got to figure this out. We, we're better than the people on this show. <laughs> right? And right. so sure enough, Mark comes on. Before we went on the air, he absolutely blew me away by speaking to Judy Sullivan. Freaked me out. But you know what? He was pretty darn accurate. That's From that point on, I was totally sold on my man, Mark Anthony. So, hey, Mark... My brother from a, I don't know, I haven't spoken in, in, in well, we communicated through email about a, a year and a half ago. It's like having you back home, brother. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Brian. It's really great to be here, and uh, I want to thank you and Kevin for having me on and for all the listeners for tuning into your show. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. All right, so, you know, you've got a lot of things going on right now, right? So so I've been following you. I'm, I'm on the Mark Anthony email list, so, I, so I'm keeping up pretty close to you. And so maybe tell the listener a little bit about what you do, what you teach, and why you are doing this. What is the ultimate objective of Mark Anthony helping others? I think it comes down to this, is I was born into a family where it appears it's a genetic trait for a number of us to be able to perceive spirits. Both of my parents had these abilities, and I've tracked it on both sides of the family back into the, the 1890s. And I'm assuming it goes even further back, but it is hard because uh, the records and uh, the, are fragmentary. And a lot of the people um, that, that I can talk to about it that had direct knowledge are now on the other side. But, but it comes down to this, Brian. I use these abilities to help people understand that God exists heaven exists, the afterlife, whatever you would like to call it, that our soul is an immortal living spirit, we can communicate with those souls, and that we'll be reunited with our loved ones when it is our time to transition to the other side. And I realize that a lot of people think that this is some wishful thinking, airy-fairy type of, of um, fantasy, but it isn't. And I approach it from a logical discipline, and being an attorney, uh, I'm licensed to practice, as you said, in Florida, but also in Washington, D.C., and before the U.S. Supreme Court. I've tried well over 300 jury trials and handled thousands of cases from um, misdemeanors to first-degree murders to complex civil litigation. And it's given me a background in physics, in, in science, in anatomy, and in physiology. So in the books that I write, uh, such as Never Letting Go, and which is now an audiobook, Evidence of Eternity, also an audiobook, and, and in print. And uh, the new book I'm working on, I explain spirit communication and the afterlife on the basis of quantum physics because there is an, a logical explanation for everything. And so that's the approach uh, that I take. Okay, so you're talking about two things. You're talking about 
logic and the ability to connect. And no doubt your naysayers say there is no logic, first of all, to um, to heaven. You can't get faith and and logic don't necessarily jive. Um, how do you overcome that? Or do, do you even well, have to sell the, 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 the doubters? Well, there's always going to be haters and cynics. Then there's going to be skeptics. See, a lot of um, people say, I'm skeptical, I don't believe that. That's not a skeptic, that's a cynic. And their brain, their mind is closed. Whereas a skeptic says, well, I don't necessarily believe, but um, I'm open to proof. And so you're always going to get that. Faith embraces mysteries. Science and technology solves them. And I work with a lot of scientists and afterlife researchers. I speak at the International Association Near-Death Studies, uh, their, their main conference, and then at uh, regional conferences. Um, I've spoken at Harvard, Brown, Columbia, Yale, the Vail Symposium. Uh, I've spoken at all sorts of afterlife expos. And I once again, I approach it by explaining how, as Albert Einstein said, everything is frequency. Everything is energy that vibrates at different frequencies. And we all know from the study of physics that energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. So we also now know, because of modern technology, that there's an electromagnetic field in our brain, ergo the soul. So you can call it a spirit or a soul, um, consciousness, if you're in the realm of psychology, uh, some physicists uh, all over the world now are referring to it as quantum consciousness. And so when we die, that electrical field, our soul, doesn't isn't destroyed. It doesn't die with the body. It's transferred to another frequency, and it stays coherent. And we're seeing this in, in clinical studies, evaluations, and uh, studies in the um, area of survival of consciousness studies in near-death experiences. There are certain people who are sensitive to ultra-high frequencies. I'm one of those people. And so when I communicate with the other side, what's happening is my brainwave frequency is going to a higher higher level, and spirits are able to see that. They align their frequency with mine, and I get a frequency match. It's like the people that have tuned into this radio show. They're tuning into a particular frequency, either on the Internet or through a radio uh, or some type of electromagnetic device, to tune into the frequency that is your show. And so it's the same thing, and now we're beginning to see this through the study of physics. Now, what's interesting is people of faith have known this for thousands of years, that the soul is an immortal living being that comes into the body and goes on after the body dies. So it's interesting, the, the more I work with this and the more physicists work with this, Physicists who used to be totally atheistic are saying, you know, in fact, Dr. Michio Kaku, um, he's a Japanese-American scientist um, and physicist, and he's one of the originators of string theory, recently said that the afterlife does not violate the laws of physics. Mm -hmm. Wow. Unbelievable. Do, do, they, uh, do they come to you? Well, when they, when they come in, first... Um, I get this tingly sensation, which is an electromagnetic response to, in other words, a spiritual electromagnetic energy, and on the quantum level, on the subatomic level, we are too. So I get this tingly sensation, and then they start transmitting information to me. Sometimes I can see them like, you know, um, um, external to my mind, but normally they're going to transmit information into my brain. So, so that's how they appear to me. It's like a vivid memory. 
and then I'll start um, hearing things. I'll start seeing other things. I'll see like little clips that look like a movie. Then I'll, I'll taste, smell, hear. Then I'll feel normally how the person died. Um, I'll start feeling sensations throughout my body. And then they begin, and when they start doing that, that's how they're building a rapport with me, and we're locking onto each other's frequency. Then they start transmitting information to me. So cool. All right, so here, cool. here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we want to see if you get any tinglies. For, Lots uh, for of either, either Wordo or Sully. You see if, um, I mean, at some point you're going to have to give ma- mom a chest bump for me, right? But uh, but let's see, maybe maybe Wordo, you know, he's he's got some um, he's got some deepness to him. Maybe we're going to try to get him to the higher frequency, but we need you to guide him there. Hey, we're with Mark Anthony. He is the psychic lawyer, a wonderful friend of the Golf Underground. If you want more information on what he does, he'll do everything. First of all, his books are absolutely off the charts, evidenceofeternity.com. He does private readings. He's a speaker. Um, He is a rare breed. I, I mean, I can spend three hours with you, Mark, because you are smart, you are deep, and you are fun. You're going to get a little more of Mark Anthony on the Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Golf Underground. Who says the Golf Underground is everything that it's cracked up to be? It's not about golf, but you know what we're doing right now? We're going underground, Kevin. We are going underground. This isn't about eight irons all the time, right? Sometimes it's about living and about those who have died. So we are with Mark Anthony. Check out evidenceofeternity.com. He's a great friend of the program. And so before the commercial break, if you're just tuning in, we were we were talking about Mark's talents, um, the psychic lawyer. He, he has the ability to speak to spirits, and he helps a lot of um, individuals and families understand that there is life beyond death. And so we challenged Mark a little bit to see if he can he can open up that frequency, that window a little bit, and maybe uh, chat with either Wardo or Sully's uh, uh, loved ones who may have passed. So, uh, so Mark, you take it away, baby. Okay. Um, just for, for, for your benefit, normally before I do a reading, I spend about 10 to 15 minutes explaining my process. And I always caution people that if it doesn't make sense right away, be careful about immediately going to know because after the reading, there's a period of time. It could take hours, days, weeks, sometimes longer for the full impact or meaning of the messages to make sense. Okay. Got it. Um, so, so my, my mantra is if you don't get it, don't sweat it. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> all right. Now I am picking up on a, a female energy. Um, and when I say older, I mean that she's on the generation above you, which could be like parent, aunt, uncle, could possibly be grandmother level. Now with this lady, what I'm getting with her is my hands feel like they're burning all the tendons, joints, um, this woman was having a, a lot of pain, feels like it could have been arthritic, and, and I'm getting it in the, the fingers, and going up into the forearms. Now I'm getting um, excruciating pain that she's transmitting to me, so these are identifiers, in her um, mid and lower back, and, um, and I'm also getting issues with her shoulders and clavicle. So that kind of ties in, could be arthritis, also in um, osteoporosis. Um, so this woman was elderly, and now my feet are icy cold, which is an indication that there, that she had some type of circulation issues um, 
prior to passing. This would also be an ambulation, in other words, difficulty uh, walking. Um, if, I'm going to hold position here. Does any of that make sense to either one of you guys? Well, I'll let you go first, but, it, you know, the excruciating pain, those sort of things could have applied to my mom, right, who died of ovarian cancer. So I don't, who knows, right, who this will but Well, yeah, it, but I wasn't picking up on stuff in the um, o, o, um, in her ovaries. I'm picking up more arthritic um, and also orthopedic problems in the back, upper back, clavicle, um, and shoulder areas. Does that make sense yeah. to either one of you guys? <clears throat> yeah, you know, my grandmother passed away years back from um, – you know, clearly, clearly more or less just old age, but you know, you're going to have, she had a lot of, some of those symptoms, um, as, as she lived to be 98. Okay. Be careful about providing me with additional information. Uh, that's why, I went, um, and I'm just instructing, I'm not criticizing. So this very well could be your grandmother because this lady looks like she's older and, and the type of, um, information that I'm picking up on from her would be consistent with somebody that, that was very elderly like that. Now, um, this is interesting because she keeps talking about ingenuity in genius, ingenuity in genius. And what I get about her, and she's talking about you, uh, Kevin, is that she always admired um, your sense of ingenuity. In other words, like if something breaks down, you improvise it. You never just accept what's happening to you. It's like you're the can-do guy. It's like, oh, my God, you know, the uh, the carburetor is broken down. I said, don't worry, we'll figure a way to, to jerry-rig it. So she keeps talking about um, it, it's like no matter what, you figure out a solution no matter what has happened. And she also says that you have this incredible sense of like either mechanical or, or highly tactile um, ability. Does this make any sense to you? Yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. I think it applies to okay. it applies to several awesome. things in the and the and the life. It applies to the show. A lot of times, it's broken down. <laughs> we have to fix it. <laughs> no, but I think it also applies to what you think what you do for a living. Like you you coach a golf swing, right? That's very tactical. I mean, it's not a carburetor, right? It's, it's pretty well, specific. Yeah, but what you're saying is like. If, if something breaks down, you don't say, oh, gosh, it's broken. You improvise. Um, interesting, though, um, she keeps showing, like, you know those Luden's cough drops, those little cherry Luden's cough drops? Yeah. She keeps transmitting that to me, and she's focusing on you. Are you having any issues right now with your throat or, or coughing, or do those cherry Luden's cough drops make sense to you in any way? You know, no. I I not having any issues with my throat, but I did back when I was a youngster used to crush cough drops because I thought they were candy and also some ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> All right. So what, what you, you, oh, no, no, explain that again. Cause I, I couldn't hear you on my end. So I was saying that I used to eat after school at my parents' house or even my grandmother's house. I would eat some, some, uh, Luden's cough drops Luton's cough drop. All right. Very good. Now, see, um, what, see, and very good, because your interpretation overrules mine. Um, I got, I actually saw a box of Cherry Luton's cough drops, okay? This is a shared memory between you and your grandmother, and you started laughing because you thought they were candy and you crushed them up. Now, I don't fling out random boxes of cough drops hoping to get a hit, okay? <laughs> this is something that your grandmother is transmitting to me about you. All right. Okay. So that's very, very good. Now, um, she's focusing on your left hand, your left palm, your left wrist. Um, is there something going on there or do you wear some type of uh, 
glove or something to like straighten your wrist. I mean, it's, it's this really weird thing. It's almost, it almost in a way feels like carpal tunnel, but I don't think that it is. Um, I, right now I don't wear much of a glove. Other you wear than a golf glove. A golf glove on my left hand, and then sometimes I'll wear a glove at a Chiefs game. You wear a golf glove on your left hand all the time. He wears a golf glove on his left hand all the time. So the appropriate response is yes. Oh, okay. sorry. sorry. <laughs> and, and, and see, no, 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 no. Okay. When I go yeah. through my normal explanation, I tell people, they got to get me to it. Got and, it. You know, and I know I'm an attorney, but I don't play golf, okay? And I know I'm on a golf show. And people, you're a lawyer, you don't play golf. <laughs> people always say, well, you need to play with your clients. Well, my, I practice criminal law. I don't want to socialize with my clients. Why? Because they're thugs and killers and, and drug killers, <laughs> okay? But I'm not practicing law anymore. I'm focusing strictly on the spiritual work, just making a joke. So uh, back uh, to your grandmother and what she wants you to know. All right. Um, very interesting, Kevin. Um, I'm seeing, like, whatever you're doing right now, career-wise, you're about to take a step up. And it seems to be related to this show. So I don't know if there's something going on with the show that you guys are going to start broadcasting to a bigger audience or they're increasing the format or something. But there's something going on. And what's interesting, too, Brian, is you're included in this. So this is a good thing. What's going on with your guys' show? Well, we, you know, we started a year ago. And... Um, we don't market it a lot, right? But people love it, right? So, you know, we've got a fairly good listening audience. Um, but yeah, I would say it has helped. Um, you know, Kevin's got. Uh, well, I don't want to give you too much info, right? But yeah, um, yes, we are. We have teamed up a year ago, and we would say that it is helping our network. And there are new opportunities that have presented themselves. I'll leave okay, it at that. Okay, great. Because there's there's another bump up coming uh, mid March, so. So very good, very good there. All right, now let's see. Um, what I'm getting about her passing is, uh, Kevin, you were not there with her when she expired, and she's totally okay with that. And he's also saying, she's also saying to me that you've been very good about. It's almost like I don't want to say that you're stoic towards when people die but you accept the reality of the death. It's not that it doesn't hurt you, but you're very good about handling it and processing that. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it would. Okay. Now, what's with the tires? Tires, tires, tires. Boy, she's going off the charts on your tires. Did you just get new tires or some issue with your tires on your car or something? Um, actually, as a matter of fact, <laughs> yes. It's an ongoing yes, issue. What, ongoing issue with your car, with your tires? Yeah, it's just I need to take better care of my tires. You did what? I need to take better care of my tires. Yeah, well, it's more than just that she's targeting um, your tires. It is, this is what I refer to as spirit intervention. Um, I don't know if you need to get a new car, new tires, or whatever. But what she's telling me is that it also has to do with the braking distance on your car is is uh, greatly increased because of the condition of these. And the reason that I call the spirit intervention is because she's stepping in and saying, Kevin, if you don't take care of this, something really bad, like a major accident is going to happen. So she's coming in to head this problem off at the path. And now she's giving me the Scorpio time frame. Scorpio runs roughly from October 20th 
through November 20th. So what you could be highlighting is significant births, deaths, anniversaries, or events connected to her or connected to you or someone close to you within that time frame. Um, October 20, November 20, births, deaths, anniversaries, or events. Got it. Does that make sense? Yes. In what way? Um, I don't know. My message is I should go get some new tires. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. My message is I'm I'm hearing that I need to take care of my tires. I get the same right, problem. Right, but she's switching tracks and she's focusing on – I'm sorry. The, um, I didn't get the benefit of explaining how all this works. They can pop over to another message. So there's a Scorpio or there's a significant birth, death, anniversary or event connected to you or her in the past um, in – uh, between October 20th and November, um, uh, October 20th to November 20th, the Scorpio time frame, unless the symbol of a scorpion or something like that makes sense to you in any way. Yes. Maybe that's when you're going to ask Turtle to um, lock it down to date you. Um, maybe that's. Yeah, write that down because this is very significant. And it's funny because the scorpion's in red and it looks like it's on a white background. So it could be, I don't know if it's a logo or something like that, but she's explaining that to me. So um, um, I'm going to leave all that with you, okay? Mm -hmm. um, now, Brian, yeah. um, now I, do know, I do know that your mom's on the other side. Oh, tell her I um, miss her. <laughs> well, she knows that. That's why she's popping in here. Come on in, Really man. weird things that I'm getting. Hold on, Brian. Don't interrupt. Okay. Sorry. Um, but what I'm getting is this massive pressure in my chest. Oh, boy. The thing is, though, she's talking about you. So I don't know if you're under a lot of stress or there's something going on, but I am feeling this. It's not on the side with the heart. It's on the right side, and it's running down the sternum, and I feel this tightness there. And I'm also feeling a tightness in, in your stomach. And so what she's explaining to me is that this is how you manifest stress, and you internalize it, and lately there seems to be an undue amount of physical and emotional stress on you. Now, of course, we all live in a stressful world, but she's concerned because you're internalizing, you're also not sleeping well, you're on the go constantly, and the problem is it's like you're editing sleep out of your life, and it's going to start catching up on you, and it's weakening your immune system. Any of this makes sense? Yeah, totally. I've been on the go big time over the past month. Crazy. Okay. Now, that, that's good because you're productive, you're accomplishing things, but what she's telling me to convey to you is you keep editing out of your schedule sleep. You've got to start getting some more sleep. You're not even getting seven hours. You're, you're operating more on about six hours of sleep. And she's telling me that, you know, you can't keep doing this, so you start have to start getting more sleep. Got it. And the other thing she's showing me, I'm tasting a glass of orange juice, and a lot of people like orange juice, I get that. But um, this could mean you love or hate oranges or something about orange juice, but I'm picking up that oranges are rich in potassium. So potassium is a mineral that's extremely important to you, and you appear to be at this point in time somewhat potassium deficient any of that makes sense yeah it could be yeah why do you say that well um frankly i've never been a guy who's taken vitamins right <laughs> so only recently i kind of went all in on vitamin c you know fish oil but potassium in the form of bananas has been a something i've tried to do and you know if i have a big night out, if i have a big night out with wardo 
always pop a nice banana at the end to keep the potassium levels up. <laughs> All right, very good, yes, because uh, bananas like oranges are high in potassium, but there's something more to this. And what's interesting is this is another spirit intervention. The reason that she's giving me the orange juice is because it's very sweet. And people that start developing blood sugar issues tend to have issues with potassium. And this is also an issue with cardiovascular health. In other words, this this hectic uh, lifestyle that, that you're um, leading right now, which, which is very productive. It's not like you're being crazy and wild and all that. But it's beginning to affect or potentially affect your cardiovascular health, meaning your heart. Yep. And also there is the potential for blood sugar issues. So I don't know if you're pre-diabetic, mm. um, but it appears that you're headed in that direction. Oh so these are all reversible things, um, and that's why she's giving me, me this now. Yeah. I think she's, well, she's accurate with the blood. Like my blood pressure is high, right? And so that's, that's, that, that hangs over me. Um, a yeah. ton. And in fact, this, this is very consistent. So Mark, when you were on, I don't know, a few years ago, you were seeing a stick of butter. And at the time you were telling me the exact same thing about me, but that mom was saying, watch your heart, watch your blood pressure. And you mentioned cholesterol. It's funny that, that you're coming back saying the same thing. <laughs> Does she have any good things well, to talk it, about? I mean, well, mom. What it is. Yeah, but the healing, this is a good thing. Healing is a gift. Right. Yep. And and I don't I don't recall you know doing the about the stick of butter. But have you done anything about your cholesterol, your high blood pressure? Yeah, the cholesterol is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's not talking about cholesterol this time. What she's talking about is potassium. And what's interesting yeah, yeah. is that diabetics and heart patients tend to have high blood pressure. Yeah. So the thing is, she's not here to scare you. This is, and you're saying, does she have anything good? Yes, this is good because what she's doing, Brian, is she's giving you the wherewithal to do something about this before it actually does become a serious problem. Got it. Okay. Yep. And six, six, six. Not not six, six, six. I'm seeing the number six, which could be an indicator of the sixth of any month, or it could be um, the month of June. But the interesting thing is, I'm seeing the card, the six of spades. And this could indicate six people. It could be like two parents, four children, or six children. Um, and sp <clears throat> excuse me, spades is an indicator of hard work. Um, but but she's telling me once again, I'm getting this very hard work thing with you, and you've got to be very careful um, with your health at this point. Got it. Hey, we're with Mark Anthony. He is the psychic lawyer, a wonderful friend of the Golf Underground. If you want more information on what he does, he'll do everything. First of all, his books are absolutely off the charts, evidenceofeternity.com. He does private readings. He's a speaker. Um, it, he is a rare breed. I, I mean, I can spend three hours with you, Mark, because you are smart, you are deep, and you are fun. You're going to get a little more of Mark Anthony on the Golf Underground, ESPN, ESPN Radio. Radio. That, I think they let me go. Oh, no. She, hey, wait, she hung up? Yeah, pretty much. Oh. You know what it is? What? She wants you taking care of that. She wants you taking care of that. So I get no more of her until I go to work. Get my, my uh, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you know if your mom had any issues with diabetes? No, no. It was, you know, it was ovarian cancer that, that got her. But no, I think she, had, she, she was good on the cardiovascular side. 
yeah, because I keep getting this whole diabetic thing that she's zeroing in on you. So when's the last time you went for a checkup, Brian? Mm, I would say it was a year from last November. And Oh, last November. When in November? Oh, jeez. I'm not like sure. Like during the Scorpio time frame in November? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was definitely uh-huh. before the 20th. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You see how a spirit we had with um, Kevin's grandmother, we got your mother. So spirits come in in tandem, and the message arced over from Kevin over to you. Yeah. This is part of what I discuss in, in when I do lectures and demonstrations in public where I've got more time called the collective consciousness and how spirits will come in and there'll be a common thread and a message that relates to more than one person. So the Scorpio time frame was for you. So it has been well over a year since you went for a medical checkup and yeah. you came in giving me all this um, all this stuff with potassium, blood pressure, and sugar. Yeah. So she's not lecturing you. She's here because she loves you and wants um, uh, to help you. Are you able um, to in, in when you hold on do, a second? Did either of you guys lose a dog that looks like a terrier? Oh, that's well. Um, I, have an, I have an electric fence, and my boy gets out all the time. But yes, Mitzi, our our dog, our little dog, was uh, lost when I went off to college, and we never found her again. Little white terrier, Mitzi. Little white terrier. Okay, so I'm picking up on a terrier coming through. Um, um, so she's over there with your mom. Okay. Really? So, yeah, picking up on the terror. Yes, animals have souls. Um, <laughs> contrary to human arrogance, um, anything capable of the emotional love has a soul and is able to communicate. Wow. So, because once again, energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you before yeah. you had a question. Are, well, are that. you able to, in your readings, um, if someone asks a specific question, can, can you guide them to um, deliver a message? Not not the pre-planned message, but let's say, okay, um, uh, mom, want, or, uh, uh, Brian wants to know if um, if mom sees the kids or things that we've done with the kids or you yeah, know those um, sort of things, or does she decide what the topic's going to be? It is all the above. Um, usually, they know what see. When you go into a reading in in spirit communication, a lot of times people come in with an agenda, and that's okay. But what you think you want to hear or what you want to know may not be what the other side um, conveys. All right. Hey, a final question. Not everything on the other side is white and bright, is it, right? Now, all you have to do is flick through your cable channels at night, and there are countless, you know, ghost uh, hunters yeah, and, and, you know, and, and evil and garbage. Satan. And, so what's your take on this black, these black shadows and this, you know, I got, uh, I lost my energy. Is that all crap? Yep. Um, that's because first off, oh gosh, we could do a whole show on that. There, There is no hell. There are no evil spirits. Um, that doesn't mean that there are no repercussions for the bad people. Okay. Um, that, that's the whole thing with karma, reincarnation, all that. But as far as the archetypal hell of getting cast into a smoky pit and the devils running around, that's, that's a, a leftover of Iron Age and medieval paranoid superstition, which is used to frighten people. Um, the, the reality is uh, scary cells. Um, you know, those shows are a lot of fun. But oftentimes when we come into contact with a non-human spiritual intelligence, 
you get the cold chills and tingles, which is the same physiological um, sensation of fight or flight response. So therefore, you immediately jump to the conclusion that it's evil and uh, shake the camera around the night vision goggles and scream demon demon. Yeah. So I've been on several paranormal investigations and I've yet to see the boogeyman. So there may be something there, but it's not necessarily dark. Got it. Wow. I tell you, because I'm, I'm, I'm the kook who, you know, before I, after I brush my teeth, I put on the ghost hunters and, you know, I, I'm afraid to sleep alone. <laughs> I wish my terrier came back from the dead with my mother to sit next to me. You know? You're a mess. Well, ask and you never know. I know. I know. All right. Well, listen, hey, Mark, you are awesome. And um, again, tell the, the listener, where can they read these amazing books? Because I'm telling you, in fact, when I reached out to you a, a year and a half ago, it's when a dear friend of mine lost his stepson, you know, who, who, who took his own life. And, and you were the first person I thought of emailing, right? It's because there's this longing to, you know, what happens. And I, you know, I, as much as I tried to comfort the family, um, all I could do is offer um, the content in your book, which I think really does a wonderful job of helping people understand that um, they're gone, but they're not really, really gone. And that, so that really helped the cause. And so, and, and you responded to me immediately. And that, that meant a lot to me. So um, where can folks learn, learn more? Um, visit my website, evidenceofeternity.com. Uh, both of my books, uh, Never Letting Go and, and Evidence of Eternity, um, are on there. You can look at the videos and uh, find out about scheduling either a phone session or coming to one of my events. I'm on the Mark Anthony 2020 Visionary Tour um, nationwide. So that's all at evidenceofeternity.com. Brian, Kevin, thank you for having me on the show. To all the listeners, keep tuning in to Golf Underground. This is place to be you're the man mark and you, you know, are the man and you know what we're going to turn you into a golfer we're going to get you one of those left-handed gloves and you're going to be beating wordo before you know it i like what do you it. think i've turned all these i turned all my other lawyer clients into golfers <laughs> yes so you did mark a client hey mark, mark anthony on the golf golfers. underground espn radio take care